0: Oh, how we miss the comforts of meeting in person for church services. Churches, however, are resuming in-person services on a limited capacity basis and are trying to balance social distancing and other safety practices with the need for comfort in the sanctuary. But we must wear a mask. It is for our protection against COVID-19 and from spreading it to others. This COVID-19 pandemic has taken a terrible toll on people suffering from addiction and loneliness. Mental illness have caused cases to have skyrocketed. Many are experiencing severe cases of depression. Suicidal thoughts and tendencies have been manifesting more rapidly. And connection with others is mainly by cell phones or online via Facebook, YouTube, Google Meet, or Zoom. But though these formats are convenient and often the only means of connecting, they are also easier to hide from view and can sometimes lead to more despair and isolation. In-person contact does wonders for us. Face-to-face meetings, being able to look into one another's eyes, shake a hand, get a hug, Oh no, we miss them. But it's not the same as personal contact or personal touch. Everywhere we go today, we see masks and more masks. If you want to go into any establishment, you have noticed a sign on the front door that says that a mask must be worn before entering. Mask, mask, mask. Our message today is entitled Behind the Mask. And I wanted to use this mask in my message to show you various means of mask and what they use for. You see, masks are used for different purposes, some useful and some not so useful. But as we go down the line, and I want you to follow with me because I'm going to lead you somewhere. Many of us attending church services in the past, and we hid in plain view. We covered up the turmoil inside with a mask of calm or bravado and never revealed the pain and guilt that is driving us to all sorts of destructive behaviors. Thousands of church members have serious harmful addictions and we are very good at acting out the role of that outstanding, upstanding member in a community at church. We attend the services. We are part of small groups. We lead Bible study. We may even be leaders in the congregation, and yet we are in a world of pain, shame, and deception. We live, and some are still living, hiding behind a mask. If you ask us, how are we doing? More often than not, the answer will be something like, yeah, everything is great. And if you ask, how is the family? Most will insist that their family is fine. But if you follow up with a question like, but how are you really doing? It's that question, when asked genuinely, that can open the door, especially when offered with empathy. We're all too used to saying, I'm good. But we are hiding behind a mask because it really isn't all that good. Here's another one of those um, masks that we use sometimes. I'm too blessed to be stressed. We use this church ease lingo to mask our true feelings. How many times have you been out shopping? And a store employee approach you and ask if you needed help. Our first response is something like, no thanks, I'm just looking. But in actuality, we're in dire need of help. We can't find our size in shoes. We can't find a particular item that we we wanted or that special seasoning. What's up with the, the answers that we give? We really needed help. But we shy and we hide behind the mask that I'm doing fine. The same is true when we are struggling. We have learned to do the same thing with our lives when we're in turmoil. We hide behind the mask of everything is fine. I could go on with the negatives, but I, I won't because I'm here to bring you good news. But how do you find the courage? take the mask off. I'm going to tell you right at the outset, you can take your mask off through faith in Jesus Christ. Now as we look behind the masks, I'm going to pause to give you a definition or some definition that we can use for masks. A mask is an object normally a cover or partial cover worn on the face Typically, for protection, disguise, or performance, or just to hide behind. You you can find in performances. Like, if you if you were one of those persons who are into movies and you have seen Star Wars, you'd probably find that Vader. He's behind a mask. You never see his face. All you see is this black. Helmet, and going, that hissing sound that we always hear. Then you have Batman. You see the Batman with a mask. The Lone Ranger, we watch him on TV, he wore masks. Zorro, he uses this mask, right? And then if we can just come down for one more example, you go to the Phantom of the Opera. What do you see? You see a mask. The mask is worn to hide his deformity. But that's not a problem. Mask can be worn for different things. Behind the mask is my topic. We we can use masks for disguise or hiding. Let's turn to the Bible in Genesis 3. And you will find the efforts of Adam and Eve as they try to hide from God. They were hiding behind a mask. What mask are you asking? I will tell you. They were covering behind a mask of fig leaves in the Garden of Eden. The scripture says, they sewed fig leaves together and made covering for themselves and they hid from the Lord among the trees. When God came down, God communed with them in the evening, in the afternoon, in the cool of the day. And when he came down to commune with them, And he says, Adam, Adam, where art thou? Adam was nowhere to be seen. And when God asked of him, he said, I'm here. And he said, where are you? I'm hiding. And why are you hiding behind this thing? Because your sin has been, my sin has been revealed. And now I know that I shouldn't have done it. So I'm hiding with hope that you wouldn't see me. But you know what? We can't hide from God, no matter what you do, no matter what mask you wear, you can't hide from him. In Psalms 139, the psalmist writes, you know what I when I sit, you know when I rise. God knows when you go to sleep, God knows when you get up, God knows you're going out and you're coming in. We can't hide from him. And in Proverbs 15 and verse 3, it says that the eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. In Jeremiah 23 and verse 24, God says, who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them? You can't hide from God. All over the world, people are trying to hide from God, hiding behind masks of excuses, for not loving him, for not serving him. They are behind some tree, but no tree, no excuse, no mask, nothing can hide us from the all-seeing God. In Hebrews, it says in verse, in chapter 4 and verse 13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So, if we are wearing masks to hide, to hide from God, we are wasting our time because God sees our method. He sees our ways. And as I said, masks can be used for disguise. Masks have been used in protection performances. And now I would look at protection. You would notice today, in the hospital setting that the nurses are wearing masks. Not only just masks, but the full protection. They call them um, PPE, personal protection equipment. And the full thing, not only a mask, but a full gown. They're not really hiding behind them, they're using that mask for protection. A surgeon, when he goes into surgery, With some people, and depending on whatever it is, or maybe most times, they wear masks. If blood is going to spurt on them, or gases, or whatever comes up from the, the patient when he makes his incision, or whatever, he's protected. He's protecting himself. That's day to day. We can see that with masks. But what's behind the mask? What is behind the mask that I'm trying to bring your attention to? And I'm taking you somewhere, and I'm going someplace, and I'll get to it. I'm going to look at Moses' life. Most of Moses' early life was spent behind a mask. Behind a mask. As a baby, he was adopted as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And for all intents and purposes, Moses grew up behind the mask as an Egyptian prince. You know the story. They were going to kill all the boys, the young boys. And his mother decided, this baby is special. And she decided to sew a special basket and put him in clothes after she couldn't keep him any longer in the house because he's gonna make some noise, And she put him in this basket, send him down the river. And while the basket was floating down the river, of all things that would happen, Moses' own sister, Miriam, was one of the persons passing or happened to see it, whether or not she knew that her mom was going to put the baby there, and she decided to watch it. And Pharaoh's daughter passed by, and they saw the baby. And she loved the baby, and Miriam said, Oh, you love the baby, and she wanted to keep the baby. Oh, I can get your mother to look after it. And she went and got the very mother of Moses to look after him. Moses grew up in that Egyptian palace, as an Egyptian prince. And for all his life at that time, people looked at him as an Egyptian prince. But he didn't die there. When Moses killed the Egyptian, and we know the story, he killed the Egyptian because he was taking advantage of one of the Israelites. And then the next day when Moses showed up, two of the Israelites were fighting. And then Moses went to inquire of them, why are they fighting against one another? They should be, they're brothers, you should be loving your brother. And then the other guy said, what is that to you? Why you don't mind your own business, more or less? Are you going to kill me like you did the Egyptian yesterday? Moses then recognized that this thing was known and it was seen, and it would go to the Pharaoh, and I'm a dead man. And so he ran over there. And so he left, and he fled to Midian. But while he was there, he went to a brook of where there was water, where they watered the sheep. And while he was sitting there, the shepherds would come and water their flocks. But there was a man named Jethro, and he had some daughters. And they used to look after the sheep. And while they were looking after the sheep, the the men from the other side who used to bring their flocks used to take advantage of them or mistreat them and they had to wait last. But Moses saw that and Moses helped the girls, shooed the guys away, helped the girls and they went home. When they went home, they were a bit early and their father said, how come you girls are back so early? And they said, hear this, an Egyptian helped us and he helped us to water our flock. So, outwardly, you saw an Egyptian but he was not an Egyptian. He wasn't hiding behind a mask. All I'm saying, behind his appearance, he, there was a mask to us, or people knew him as an Egyptian, but he was not an Egyptian. But not only that, I find another interesting spin on the mask that I'm talking to you guys about, about behind the mask. You can hide behind a mask, you can be protected, be behind a mask. We find that in Exodus 33, God hid Moses' face with his hand to shield his eyes because as God said, you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. God placed Moses behind a mask with his hand for his protection. I will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take my hand away and you shall see my back but my face shall not be seen. So when Moses came out from behind the rock after God had passed he saw the back of God. God put a mask to protect Moses from sudden death. So masks can also be used for protection. His hand God's hand was a mask in this instance. Brethren What I want to say, if God placed you behind a mask, you can stay behind that mask until he tells you when it's time to come out. Because in Moses' case, even though he shielded Moses, he told Moses when he can come out, after I've asked. We find masks, another mask that I want to talk about is also the veil in the temple. There was a veil in the temple which separated the Holy of Holies from man. In that that, um, temple, they were set up, this Holy of Holies with the ark and all the elements behind it that man should not enter in. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, only the high priest was permitted to pass beyond this veil and once each year to enter into God's presence for all of Israel and to make atonement for sin. Only one person once a year could enter in. Not two, not no high priest, just one. And that person had to be pure and unblemished and pretty. So he could make atonement for the sin of Israel. But you know what? That was a mask to separate us from, from God. Not to separate us, but, but we couldn't enter there because we were not holy enough. But you know what happened? God removed the mask. When Jesus died, That scripture tells us in Acts 17, 24, that the veil was torn. And God moved out of that place, never again to dwell in a temple made with hands. That 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 also signifies that when that veil was torn and the veil removed, so that everything could be seen, what it was, it signified that the mask was removed, and now we we can enter to God. We don't need any high priest now to go in once a year for us for our atonement. We now can approach the throne of grace. So we see with masks how they function. But let me, let me twist as I come to my main idea. Some of us live behind masks that are not physical, but behind masks of pretense to make others think that all is well when in fact we are screaming on the inside and need help to reveal our inner anguish. Maybe you are wearing or hiding behind a mask that can't be seen by us. Maybe a mask of shame. You know, sometimes people, because of their shameful whatever they've done, they think they have to pretend to be something else or put on a facade, put on a front, right? But the real person is hiding behind that mask. Some of us appear to be like we are tough guys. We are cool guys, but in fact, we're not what we seem. We're not what we show. Some people suffer from lowest self-esteem and they they, they they walk about with their heads down and and, 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 and and everything. They feel ashamed because of something that had happened to them in the past. They think that they were, they, they were responsible for whatever happened to them and therefore they can't afraid themselves. So they, they, they appear to us, to be somebody else. But they're not. But Jesus can see behind your mask, no matter what kind of mask you're wearing. Jesus can see behind that mask. Jesus is calling you to come out from behind that mask. He wants to heal your every need. You will no longer want to put on the mask of pretense. You can take that mask off and the heal of the pain and fear in your life. I was reading a book by Craig Brown in, um, called um, Stop Hiding and Start Healing, and I'll make some quotes as I go along from time to time. One part he says, No matter what version of pain mask you're wearing, you cannot be set free until you take the mask off. You know what happened? We learn to put on the mask because we put on that mask of betrayal because of hurt, because of pain, because of shame, because of anxiety, because of stress that we face in our lives or face in the past. We learn to use the mask because we realize that the mask works. In order to cope with life, we pretend to be somebody else. Right? We become that necessary person to cope because if I say something otherwise, I have to say what will make it work for me to, to be tolerated by people rather than bringing your true emotions out. But you know what? Craig Brown continued. He's a pastor in psychology. He said, if you're going to fully recover, You've got to bring your true self to the foot of the cross to allow the Lord to heal you. It's got to be your true self. Take off that mask. Take off that mask. Come from behind that mask. Folks, what I'm trying to encourage you to do, you who are behind the mask, all of us who are behind whatever kind of mask, whether it be a physical mask that we can see, or whether it's just a, a front that we will be put forward, but somehow we are hiding behind the mask. Jesus will work on your heart for you to be able to gently speak up and say, I'm not really doing well today, but I refuse to put on my mask, I just need someone to talk to. And would you listen to me? It's hard for people going through pain and sometimes to come out to tell you that. Because somehow, human nature, we just don't trust one another. If we we tell somebody this, what are they going to do with my my business? They may want to shout it out. There is help, professional help, Clinical help, church help, all the people who have been through life, people who have had health problems, seek out someone, someone who can help you. The church can help you, professional psychologists can help you, other people can help you, but don't stay behind that mask and suffer for the rest of your life. Healing happens when you can get to the place where you can say, I need help. And all you you can say right now is, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Just remove that mask. It's hard to remove it, but I'm trying to tell you that Jesus will move that mask. We as Christians must be A resource for persons hiding behind these masks. Showing them that through Christ's love they can find the strength to remove the mask and face themselves. They can face themselves in the mirror and take that first step to recovery. If you need help call for help. Say for help. In life I've known, you have known that you needed something but you never asked for it and people don't know what you need and they threw things away which they could have, you could have used but they can't read your mind, they can't see behind that mask. You have to come out from behind that mask and ask for help. Jesus says if you want to go to a new level You have to get rid of your old way of thinking. That old way of thinking ain't going to be helpful for you. I read in the scripture where Nicodemus came to Jesus. He came to Jesus by night. And he said, Jesus, you have come from God. We know that you have come from God because nobody can do these things that you have done Accept ye from God. And Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And further, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but Spirit gives birth to Spirit. So even though Nicodemus A learned man, a teacher of the law, knew all about the law. He just didn't see what the law was meant for. Jesus opened his eyes to a new way of thinking about the same law that he read. Because Jesus is saying, for you to get into the kingdom of God, even though you can keep all the commandments and all the other stuff, they ain't going to get you into the kingdom. Unless you are born again of the Spirit, and water, you can't make it to heaven. So when we have the same practices that we have been practicing, but with a new spin or a new look and the same old thing, we will get to that new level. As Jesus is saying, in order to get to the new level, you would have to think in a new way. You know, Jesus put it this way in another example. He says, no one puts new wine into old skin." or else the wine will burst the wineskins, and it'll be spilt. The wineskin will be ruined, and everything will be not nothing um, together. But you put new wine into new wine skin, and both are preserved. So now that you know the truth, now that you knew the, 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 the intent and the new thing, you have to think at another level. You have to change your paradigm. You have to shift your way of thinking, right? So folks, as Christians, we are representing Jesus. So his character needs to be shined through us. Jesus is calling us, you and me, to be witnesses for him. He said, you are the light of the world. A town that is built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel. Instead, they put it on a stand that it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus is calling us to call others, to disciple others. So when we see a brother who needs help and he's crying for help, help them. Friends, you've got to get rid of the old wineskins. This is a new season. What's happened in the past, it's over, it's done. You may have been through some disappointments. You have tried and failed or things didn't work out. That's okay. We serve a God of restoration. We're talking about a season of renewal. It's time to get a new vision, new wineskin for your life. It's time for you to open up to a new way of thinking so that you can move forward and receive all the blessing that God has in store for you. Jesus said another time, Come to me, all who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Don't hide behind the mask with your weight and your burdens getting you down and hiding behind the mask. Come to Jesus. If you don't want to come to us, come to Jesus. He's calling you. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely of heart, and you will find rest for your soul. God will forgive you. God is calling you. Don't spend the rest of your life hiding behind masks of pretense, masks of any kind of mask just to, 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 to get away from it. Masks are fine for protection. Masks are fine for um, in place or whatever. But in real life, you're hurting and you want to come out. Don't be like that. God has called you. God has removed the mask between you and him. So come out from behind that mask and enjoy all the blessings he had sewed up for you. I hope that this little message that I brought today would have inspired you or encouraged you or give you that extra push for you to come out from behind that mask. And I would like to pray for you if you're still behind that mask and you don't know how to come out, would you just simply bow with me in a word of prayer? Oh, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for what has been said. We know that you've been with us through it all. And we pray for that one or any of us who find that we're struggling behind that mask of insecurity, behind that mask of whatever it is that you're calling us, you're lending your hand and saying, whosoever will will come, come to me, and I will teach you. I will take away all your burdens, and I will forgive you of your sins, and you can be set free, because I removed that mask between you and me, and you're free to come to me. I pray that God will bless you, God will bless us all. We thank you, in Jesus' name, amen.